hellhounds mastering the beasts. Detective Alex Carter sat rigidly on the wooden bench, his jaw clenched so tightly it ached. The courtroom was suffused with a muffled tension, like a tomb holding its breath. He felt his heart hammer in his chest as the judge, an elderly man with a face lined by years of legal battles, cleared his throat. The evidence presented against Mr. Thompson is hereby considered inadmissible due to a typographical error in the search warrant. The defendant is free to go, intoned the judge, his voice a soulless monotone. A frigid silence enveloped the room, shattered only by the clacking of the stenographer's keys, each stroke sounding like a nail being hammered into the coffin of justice. Across the room, John Slick Thompson broke into a malevolent grin, his eyes meeting Alex's. It was a gaze that taunted, a gaze that said, I've won. His lawyer patted him on the back, two conspirators basking in their hollow victory. The courtroom erupted into a cacophony of hushed whispers and incredulous gasps. Alex felt as if the walls were closing in on him, as if the very foundations of justice had crumbled beneath his feet. All the nights of painstaking surveillance, the risks taken, the evidence gathered, all nullified by a single minuscule typo. Warrant had been misspelled as warrant, and just like that, a legal binding had been nulled, and a murderer would walk free. It was a macabre theatre where the actors knew their roles too well, a place where the scales of justice were not just tipped, but shattered, leaving in their wake a grotesque mockery of all that Alex held sacred. The air grew thick, almost suffocating, as if filled with the ashes of burnt ethics and smouldering morality. As he walked out of the courtroom, each step felt like a descent into an abyss, a void where the screams of justice were swallowed whole, leaving behind only the echoes of its dying gasps. Alex stepped out of the courthouse, its grand stone façade now resembling nothing more than a grotesque mausoleum for the justice that had died within its walls. The sky above was shrouded in heavy clouds, as if even the heavens mourned the travesty he had just witnessed. His feet felt like leaden weights, each step a reluctant slog away from the institution that had shattered his faith, and then it pierced the air, a sound so vile it seemed to scrape against the very fabric of the night. A cacophony of guttural snarls intertwined with a man's agonised screams, echoing as if regurgitated from hell's deepest pit. Each howl was a twisted symphony of rage and torment, while the screams resonated with a despair so pure it was almost tangible. The noise clawed at his very essence, gnawing at his already frayed moral core. Compelled by a blend of dread and an unsettling sense of duty, Alex followed this nightmarish dissonance. He delved deeper into the urban labyrinth, the alleys becoming darker and more suffocating, as if leading him into an abyss of despair. The walls seemed to ooze malevolence, looming over him like judgmental titans. Finally, he reached the source, an alley so impossibly dark it seemed to devour light itself, a hidden crevice in the world where shadows danced like malevolent wraiths. Amidst the detritus and rot, 
His eyes, straining to adjust, latched onto something unusual, a book. But not just any book. The leather-bound tome seemed to pulsate with an ominous life force, its cover almost breathing beneath his touch. The texture was unsettling, almost akin to human skin, and it emanated a low heat that tingled his fingertips. Imprinted on its cover was a hound's paw, but one that seemed to have been seared into the material by some unholy fire. It glowed with a faint, malevolent light, casting flickering shadows that seemed to dance in demonic glee. The moment Alex picked up the book, a torrent of conflicting emotions cascaded through him. Fear and revulsion, yes, but also a dark, insidious allure. It was as if the book itself whispered to him, promising the twisted justice that had eluded him, inviting him into a pact sealed in shadow. With trembling hands, Alex opened the book. The pages were an unnatural shade of black, inked in a crimson that looked disturbingly like dried blood. The parchment was rough, almost like sandpaper, yet strangely warm to the touch, as if energised by the pulsating darkness contained within. The first pages were filled with archaic symbols, twisted geometries that seemed to writhe and shift as he stared at them, disorienting his senses. But it was the next section that caught his attention and made his blood run cold. There they were, portraits of people, lifelike in their detail, Except for one horrifying feature, their faces were contorted in expressions of unspeakable agony, their mouths open in eternal screams. As his eyes scanned these portraits, he noticed their eyes seemed to meet his, imploring, begging, cursing, all in tortured silence. The reality of their torment was made unbearably clear by the crimson inscriptions below each portrait detailing the pact they had made and the hellish fate they now endured. And then he found it, the contract, the unholy covenant written in a language that seemed as ancient as sin itself. It spoke of eternal binding to the hellhounds, of dark services rendered and darker payments due. The price of breaking this malevolent binding was laid out in no uncertain terms. The book must burn and with it, the soul of its master. As he read the vile contract, he felt a chill whisper crawl into his ear, a murmuring echo of the hellish cacophony he had heard earlier. It was as if the book itself was inviting him, tempting him to embrace the darkness, to exact the justice that the world had denied him. It promised power, but at a cost so terrifying that even as he considered it, his very soul quivered in dread. For the first time, Alex Carter, the stalwart guardian of law and justice, felt himself teetering on the brink of an abyss. It was an ethical precipice from which there would be no return, a chasm that beckoned him with promises of justice, yet threatened to consume him in eternal torment. Alex sat alone in his dimly lit apartment, the infernal book lying open on the table before him. Hours had passed in a moral tug of war, 
each tick of the clock amplifying his internal torment. Finally, with a sense of dread that clawed at his very soul, he leaned over the book, his lips quivered, as he whispered the guttural incantations inked in crimson, a language that seemed forged in the fires of hell itself. The atmosphere in the room changed instantaneously. The air turned thick and noxious, filled with a sulfurous stench. Reality wavered, as if protesting the abomination he was about to unleash. From the swirling miasma materialized two monstrous hellhounds. Their eyes were smoldering cauldrons of malice, their fur darker than the deepest abyss, and their fangs, oh, those fangs, were like serrated blades of obsidian, dripping with an unidentifiable venom. John Slick Thompson, Alex uttered, his voice tinged with a newfound darkness. The hound snarled, a sound that scraped the edges of sanity and vanished into the inky night, leaving behind a trail of embers that hissed and spat like vengeful spirits. Hours later, his phone buzzed with a news alert. John Slick, Thompson found dead, a grisly scene of unimaginable horror, read the headline. Thompson's body had been discovered in a narrow, rat-infested alley. He was unrecognizable. His face had been torn apart, as if clouded by demonic talons. His limbs were contorted in grotesque angles, and his torso bore the marks of savage bites, each wound oozing an ungodly icor. It was a tableau of pure, unadulterated horror. Just then, the hellhounds reappeared, materialising from the dark corners of the room. Their eyes glowed with a malevolent satisfaction that turned Alex's blood to ice. Is the justice to your satisfaction, master? One of the hounds growled, its voice dripping with malevolent glee. He was a murderer, a defiler of all that is good. He deserved worse than death, the other added, weaving a tapestry of twisted logic and corrupt justice. For a fleeting moment, Alex felt a dark exhilaration, a rush of vindictive pleasure. But it dissipated almost instantly, overshadowed by a chilling revelation. Who are you to mete out justice? He found himself asking, his voice tinged with regret. We are but instruments, master. You are the hand that wields us. The hounds responded in eerie unison, their eyes locking onto his. Alex looked at them and realized the harrowing truth. They hadn't just executed Thompson. They had killed a part of him as well. His moral compass, his unyielding beacon of right and wrong, now lay shattered sacrificed on the altar of a justice, so twisted, it could only be demonic. As he stared into their smouldering eyes, he didn't just see their malevolence. He saw a reflection of his own burgeoning darkness, a sinister abyss that threatened to swallow him whole. Weeks had passed since the Hellhound's inaugural feast. Each subsequent headline, criminals found dead, their bodies unspeakably mutilated, served as a haunting note in the twisted symphony that Alex had unwittingly composed. This night promised a crescendo. His phone buzzed. An anonymous tip outlined a human trafficking ring operating from a decrepit warehouse. 
Alex picked up the book with disturbing ease, its leather cover now feeling like a second skin. He muttered the names listed by the informant, each one a serrated each slicing into his soul. The hounds materialized, their eyes glowing like molten lava in a sea of darkness. A snarl, a swirl of sulfuric mist, and they vanished. Time stretched, each tick of the clock, an agonizing beat in his waiting game. Another buzz, massacre at warehouse, human traffickers found dead. But then, a detail snagged his attention, an unidentified body among the carnage, dressed as a security guard. Moments later, another alert clarified the gut-wrenching truth. The guard was an undercover cop, part of a broader operation against human trafficking. His heart plummeted. The hounds reappeared, their laughter now a low, insidious hum, dripping with malevolence. Ah, the taste of justice is sweet, isn't it? One of the hounds purred, its voice a silk-wrapped blade. An innocent man is dead, a cop! Alex's voice trembled. Innocent? In a place like that? Surely you jest, the hound responded, its tone oozing mock incredulity. Even worse, I've compromised an entire undercover operation, Alex added, his words tinged with desperation. The second hound joined in, its voice a sultry whisper. But think of the justice you've served, the wrongs you've righted. One life for many, a fair trade, don't you think? Alex's eyes widened. The hounds weren't just enforcers, they were manipulators masterfully twisting his moral compass, leading him down a path from which there was no return. And who's to say that cop wouldn't have become corrupt? Power corrupts. You of all people should know that, the first hound murmured, as if reading his deepest fears. Alex stared at them, his heart pounding. He had become a puppet in his own twisted theatre of justice, the hounds his puppeteers. They had given him not just the means to exact vengeance, but the temptation to stray further from the moral boundaries he had once held sacred. As he looked into their smouldering eyes, he felt a chill run down his spine. They were not just reflecting his actions, they were amplifying his darkest impulses, turning him into something monstrous. He had become a tyrant in his own right, all under the guise of serving justice. The police precinct was a hub of murmurs and flickering fluorescent lights, but in a corner interrogation room, a young girl named Emily sat alone, her gaze hollow. She was a survivor, one of the few who had escaped the labyrinthine horrors of a human trafficking ring, and now she was back in the clutches of the law, caught stealing food. When Alex saw her, his eyes locked onto hers, and for a fleeting moment, both were prisoners of their shared past. Emily, why are you here? he asked, his voice laced with a mixture of disbelief and encroaching dread. Surviving, she responded, her voice a fragile wisp of defiance. Why on the streets? Why steal? Why not go back to the orphanage? His words were almost a plea. Her answer was a gut punch. The orphanage sold me to those monsters. 
They're the reason I was in that hell to begin with. A cauldron of fury bubbled inside Alex, each word from Emily stoking the fire. The walls of the precinct seemed to close in on him, his vision tinged red. He felt a rage so profound, it was almost a living entity, howling for retribution. Muttering an excuse, he stormed out of the room, his footsteps a drumbeat of impending doom. He all but tore the door off his car as he got in, slamming it shut behind him. His hands were trembling as he reached for the book, that accursed tome that had become both his weapon and his curse. But before he could even open it, he felt it, a shift in the air, a thickening of the atmosphere, a smell of sulphur so overpowering it made his eyes water. His phone buzzed with a news alert. Orphanage engulfed in flames, caretakers found dead. For a second, a savage satisfaction surged through him. They got what they deserved, a voice inside him roared. But then reality crashed in like a tidal wave. The hounds had acted without his command, guided only by the uncontrollable fury he had felt. The hounds materialized beside him, their eyes glowing like burning coals in a sea of darkness. We sensed your rage, your unspoken thirst for vengeance. One of them purred, its voice a chilling blend of mockery and delight. Did I give you permission? Alex snarled, the weight of the book in his hands suddenly feeling like a millstone around his neck. Do we need it? The second hound's voice dripped with a malevolent glee. After all, justice has been served. His heart pounding, Alex gripped the steering wheel until his knuckles turned white. They were out of control, these agents of retribution he had unleashed. No longer bound by incantations or rituals, they were rogue missiles guided only by the darkest impulses of human emotion. His eyes flickered to the rearview mirror, but the face that stared back was a stranger's. A man, consumed by his own fury, teetering on the brink of an abyss. With a sense of dread that clawed at his soul, Alex stepped out of the car, the book still pulsing with a dark life of its own. He had to go back, back to Emily, back to the precinct. As he walked, each step felt like a mile, and with every yard, the gravity of what he had set in motion pressed down on him like a shroud. The cycle of vengeance was far from over, and its appetite was insatiable. Alex felt a torrent of emotions as he approached the police HQ, dread, guilt, and a smouldering rage that threatened to consume him. Yet nothing could have prepared him for the scene that greeted him. Officers and staff were fleeing the building in a state of panic, their faces twisted masks of horror. Sirens wailed, adding a shrill note to the already chaotic atmosphere. Pushing his way through the crowd, he reached the interrogation room. It was empty. The air hung heavy with a palpable dread, as though the walls themselves had witnessed an unspeakable act. Just then, a uniformed officer approached him, his face pale, his hands stained with what looked like blood. There's been an... an incident, the officer stammered, his voice trembling. Emily, she's dead. The words hit Alex like a sledgehammer, shattering the fragile edifice of his composure. 
How? He managed to choke out, each syllable a struggle. She was here, in this room. And then, something attacked her. An invisible force, it just ripped her apart. I tried to save her, I did, but she died right there. He pointed to his arms, in my arms. And all the while, we could hear it. The growling and snarling of massive, angry dogs. The room seemed to spin, the walls closing in on Alex. Each word from the officer was a dagger, piercing the already tattered fabric of his soul. The hounds hadn't just killed. They had mutilated, torn apart an innocent life, right under the eyes of justice. And they had done it without his command, acting on some malevolent impulse of their own. With eyes ablaze, a mixture of horror and righteous fury boiling within him, Alex retreated to a secluded corner of the precinct. There, amidst the chaos, he summoned the Hell Hounds. They materialized in a sulfurous mist, their eyes glowing like molten lava pools, exuding an aura of malevolent satisfaction. Why? Alex roared, his voice echoing in the hollow space. Why her? She was innocent. Innocent? One of the hounds sneered, its voice dripping with derision. In a world as broken as this, what does innocence even mean? She was a child, Alex screamed, his voice breaking. A child who broke laws, the second hound interjected coolly. A minor infraction today, a major one tomorrow. His blood ran cold. The hounds were warping the very concept of justice, spinning it into a grotesque tapestry of dark logic and malevolent intent. You're twisting everything, words, morals, the very essence of right and wrong. Aren't you guilty of the same? The first hound retorted. You sought us out for vengeance, not justice. Vengeance doesn't discriminate. Alex sank to his knees, his body shaking, his soul shattered. Emily had been collateral in his unholy war, an innocent life ravaged in the crossfire of his twisted quest for justice. And as he locked eyes with the hounds, the bitter truth bore into him. The price of his vengeance was written in innocent blood. The hounds' laughter filled the air, a cacophony of cruelty that seemed to emanate from the very bowels of hell. Then they vanished, leaving Alex alone, a man irrevocably broken by the demonic forces. He had foolishly thought he could command. He was left to dwell in a world devoid of clear moral boundaries, a world where the lines between justice and vengeance, innocence and guilt, had been irrevocably blurred. Alex returned home, his steps heavy, his soul heavier. Each footfall seemed to echo in the emptiness of his house, a cavernous space that now felt more like a mausoleum than a home. He closed the door behind him, but it felt as though he were sealing himself in a tomb. His eyes were haunted mirrors, reflecting the horror of his deeds. He slumped into a chair, his body trembling like a leaf in a storm. The room was shrouded in darkness, the only light coming from the flickering street lamp outside, casting twisted shadows on the walls. Those shadows seemed to dance and writhe, as if mocking his torment. Just then, 
The room plunged into an unnatural darkness and the air grew thick with a sulfurous stench. Alex's eyes widened in realization and dread. The hounds, they were here. They materialized from the shadows, their eyes glowing like cauldrons of hellfire, their forms an amalgamation of darkness and malevolence. Ah, master, we sensed your despair, the first hound sneered, its voice a cocktail of contempt and malicious glee. What do you want? Alex's voice trembled, not just with fear, but also with an impotent rage. You've become a hindrance, an obstruction to the justice we seek to deliver, the second hound intoned, its words oozing malevolence. Justice? Is that what you call the slaughter of innocents? Alex spat out, his voice tinged with a bitter irony. Ah, the innocent, the first hound mused, its voice taking on a tone of false contemplation. They're not so different, you know, just souls not yet given the chance to err. A preemptive strike, if you will. Preemptive? You're justifying murder, Alex yelled, his voice echoing in the confining walls of his home. Murder, justice, they're just labels humans give to actions based on their limited understanding. The second hound responded, its voice dripping with condescension. Alex felt his mind unravelling, caught in the twisted logic of these demonic entities. They had become arbiters of a grotesque form of justice, unfettered by any human moral compass. And what about me? Am I next? Alex's voice was tinged with both resignation and a dark curiosity. Why not? The first hound retorted. You summoned us, set us free. Why shouldn't you too be subject to the justice you unleashed? The room seemed to close in on Alex, the walls pulsating like the chambers of a heart, each beat bringing him closer to a doom of his own making. He looked into the eyes of the hounds, and what he saw was a reflection of his own soul, twisted, darkened, corrupted. Make your peace, master, the second hound intoned, its eyes glowing brighter, as if fueled by the fires of hell itself, for even creators must face the consequences of their creations. And in that moment, Trapped in his own home and cornered by the very forces he had unleashed, Alex understood the true horror of his actions. He had not just bent the rules of the natural and supernatural, he had shattered them, and now he was to be consumed by the very hellfire he had unleashed. The room was a crucible of darkness and despair every corner saturated with the weight of decisions made and the dread of choices yet to come. Alex held the book in his trembling hands, its leather cover worn and frayed, its pages filled with the anguished faces of its previous masters. Each one seemed to cry out, their screams trapped in an eternal loop of torment. He looked around his home, but it no longer felt like a sanctuary. It was a prison its walls closing in on him, suffocating him with the magnitude of his sins. The hounds had vanished, but their presence lingered like an insidious miasma, their whispers a cacophony in his mind. Alex's eyes fell on the fireplace, its hearth cold and empty, yet it seemed to beckon him. With each step toward it, his heart pounded louder, 
a percussive echo of his internal struggle. The book felt heavier with each step, as if soaked in the malevolent essence it contained. Finally, he stood before the fireplace, the book still clutched in his hands. A box of matches lay beside the hearth, each one a potential catalyst for his redemption or his destruction. He struck a match, its flame flickering like a hesitant spirit, casting eerie shadows on the walls. For a moment, he hesitated, the match trembling in his hand, its flame a mirror to his own vacillating will. With a guttural cry that seemed to tear from the depths of his soul, he tossed the match into the fireplace. The book caught fire almost instantly, its pages curling in the heat, the faces within them distorting in agony, as if experiencing the flames themselves. And then they were there, the hounds, materialising from the rising smoke and flames, their eyes glowing with a malevolent incandescence. Ah, master, have you finally made peace with your choices? One of them hissed, its voice tinged with a sadistic pleasure. I've made a choice to end this, Alex shouted, his voice breaking, to end you. But you forget, master. You're part of this now. Part of us, the second hound snarled as it lunged at him. The hound seized him, their ethereal form solidifying just enough to grasp his flesh. He screamed as they dragged him toward the burning book, the flames reaching out like the fingers of hell itself. As he was pulled into the smouldering pages, his final scream joined an eternal choir of tormented souls, forever bound to the inferno he had unleashed. The fire roared higher, engulfing the book until it was reduced to ashes, those ashes scattered, dissipating in the wind. The room returned to its lifeless quiet, but the echoes of Alex's screams lingered, a haunting reminder of the price of vengeance of the indomitable and insidious nature of evil, both within and without. The flames devoured the book in a voracious dance, reducing it to a smouldering heap of ashes. These remnants scattered, as if driven by an unseen force, leaving the fireplace empty and cold. The room fell into an oppressive silence, yet the very air seemed to pulsate with the haunting resonance of Alex's final scream. It stood as a chilling testament to the devastating costs of vengeance and the inescapable corruption of evil emanating from both external forces and the abyss within. The fireplace lay cold and empty. Its hearth swept clean of the ashes that were the last remnants of a cursed book and a cursed soul. The room was lifeless, a hollow shell that had witnessed untold horrors, and its walls seemed to close in on themselves as if to lock away the sins committed within. But within that barren hearth, something stirred. The ashes that had seemingly scattered to the winds began to reconvene, drawn by a malevolent force that defied the laws of nature. They swirled in a chaotic dance, reforming and solidifying until, with a final shudder, they coalesced into the very book that had been consumed by fire. The book fell open, its pages fluttering as if caught in an unfelt breeze, and stopped at a blank space that seemed to await a new portrait. Slowly, agonizingly, a new face began to appear on the empty page. 
It was Alex. His features twisted in a scream of eternal torment, his eyes hollow, pits of despair. The portrait seemed to move, his scream joining the cacophony of other cursed souls, forever trapped in the book's malevolent embrace. It was done. The book closed itself, its pages filled with the faces of those who had dared to summon its dark powers, each one a chapter in an ongoing saga of corrupted justice. It now lay in wait, its cover as unassuming as ever, yet brimming with an unspeakable evil. It would be found again, picked up by another unsuspecting soul with a righteous fury and a misguided sense of justice. And so, the cycle would continue, each new master adding a layer to the twisted tapestry of vengeance and horror. Thank you.